Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. All right, and welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me, as always, is my great friend, Tony Defio. And we are back with that extended little bit of a break. And once again, like I said, I, I had to go and, and uh, get my cord. I realized I left it in the other room. And nothing is worse when you're doing a podcast and you see the little blue the yeah. the blue box come up and say plug in or mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't give me a lot of time when that happens so it was a perfect time for us to do the break so i figured that would be the safest thing to do here as we talk about the storylines going into this season and uh, <laughs> and i'm laughing because all of these people here are talking about uh their age now because i brought it back and <laughs> And uh, Kathy's asking me to come back. So, I, my gosh, Donald and uh, Donald and Stephen are talking about being born in '84 and '86. Oh. And here, I'm 71. You're 72. Not age. 1971 and 1972. So, yeah, gosh, that's making us feel like gray beards. But check this out. Got a haircut. No yeah. bald spots. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling younger today. Just when I get a haircut, that makes me feel good. Now I just made Tony upset. That's all right. The internet, the internet tells me that all the time. Anyway, they're always telling me I'm bald. Look at that hair. Look at that. I mean, come on. You, you know, it's like I'm just patching it all together. Me and Dave Letterman. Anyway, hey, I I would swipe left on you, Tony. Oh I, no, no, it has to be it has to be right, right? Huh? Swipe right. It's right. Okay, is that swipe right? I don't even yeah, know what swipe. Not that is. I know anything about that. Not that I know anything about that. I just I, just, uh, I heard it from somebody. And and I love it here. Rhino Tool says, <laughs> this is a great show because we're all over the place. And, you know, that's kind of what we are. 
and we uh we make no bones about that we tell you right. that we're going to go here there and everywhere you're going to hear about uh you're going to hear about this stuff. If I knew what Donald Nolan's birthday in 1984 was, I could tell you right off the bat what the number one song was the day he was born and the day of the week without looking it up, looking straight ahead. Same thing with Steven in 1986. We like to have fun because there's pop culture. There's so much life besides the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Pittsburgh Steelers is a main part of our lives, and oh, I'm yeah. glad it's a main part of your lives, but... It's so much fun to talk about. Um, Steelers Nation 412 says 13 minutes left. Wow, in the Pens game. I would love to know that. Oh, my gosh, Donald Nolan, that is, for me, that's an easy one because on the uh, the week ending of May of that year, you the number one song at the end of the week that you were born was from the Footloose soundtrack. It was Let's Hear It for the Boy. So there you go. That's Thanks. my that's my favorite year. And then uh, Steven is 527, 1986. And that would be The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, <laughs> and and on, on the, the woman who sang, uh, let's hear it for the boy. Uh, I forget her name, but she was born on May 12th. My birthday. There you go. Yeah, and I kind of, I completely missed Tony's birthday last time. And I'm really sorry for that. I apologize. That's all right. I, I mean, I, I got a cake, so that's good. Uh, from With BTSC on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff mailed me a cake, so we're good. <laughs> a little picture of me and you doing the hangover? Yes. yes that's <laughs> on the cake. Was. Screen printed. All right, let's, uh, let's get into it. Tony, we talked about uh, some things that will be going on, and of course, so many things will be going on in the offseason. It is fun to go ahead and predict what is going on as far as the next 60 days? What do you think some of the big headlines would be? I'll let you go first. You can throw one out there. And in the live chat, feel free to as well. Well, uh, based on what I've read over the weekend, I kind of came up with one. Uh, it's how I think it's going to go anyway. The Steelers and Richard Sherman are going to have a nice courtship and they're going to get everybody excited, a la uh, Yager. But remember, remember that about 10 years ago? But it's going to, it's going to, it's not going to come to fruition because Sherman's going to want too much money, which, you know, I, I can see him wanting more than the Steelers are willing to pay. And then uh, and that'll be the uh, one, one big story I predict between now and training camp. You, so you think they're going to do the dance, but never kick off their shoes is what you're saying. Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to be, ah. a, it's going to, it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to get people excited and you're like, Ooh, you know, if, if they get him, then, you know, they'll, they'll be set at the number two corner or maybe he's the number one corner, you know, but then it's just, it's ultimately not going to happen because he's going to want more money than they were willing to pay Steven Nelson. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to see that a lot of people are saying, please pass on him. I, I'm not so, I, if that happens, I'd be like, Hey, cool. Let's see what happens with, yeah. with not very high expectations. Um, Bert Tavares says, resign Steven Nelson. That could oh. be, the, I would kind of see that as, let me talk about this because I've talked about this on Factor Fiction and I've talked about it on other shows. But here's the thing about the Steven Nelson thing. And I, I saw where somebody else from another website after I wrote this a um, couple times over the last few weeks kind of reiterated me word for word on this. But huh. here's the thing. Steven Nelson 
even though he's ticked off right now, and I, I have no problem with him being ticked off. And you and I have talked about this. Steelers did what they needed to do. Steven Nelson is doing what he needs to do. But all I'm saying about this, a reconciliation for one year would probably be the smartest thing for both sides. To try to meet in the middle, try to do something for this year. I think it would have to be a one-year deal. And if Steve Steven Nelson could swallow his pride enough to uh, audition and have a great year, my gosh, he could clean up next year. And he's not waiting. Right. Um, can I, I have a so, question for you about that. Yeah, go ahead. Do, do you think that there's any, any corner out there other that, that could, that could be better for them than Steven Nelson? I think also, I think he might be the best fit for them as, as far as price and, and knowing their system and everything. Do you think there's anybody out there that would be better for them to go after than Steven Nelson? No. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do like the idea of Brian Poole. And he still hasn't signed anywhere, to my knowledge. If he does, please feel free to correct me. But Ryan O'Toole says Nelson thought that the Steelers didn't value him. They Obviously, they didn't value him. They didn't put the value on Steven Nelson that Steven Nelson put on the value of Steven Nelson. And I, I get that because they're running a business and they know exactly what they're looking at because they're looking at more of a one-year fix more than a one-year fix and uh they knew that they were going to be doing this dance so they thought they'd save some money now and uh, not do it next year but the thing was the thing with steven nelson is if i'm looking around i'm like all right even though there's a rumor two weeks ago that 12 teams were vying for his services you know we're getting into june at this point and coming up soon you know i he's probably not getting the offers that he wants. So at this point, why not go in a system that you've played fairly well in the last two years and just say, all right, we're going to just do this for one more year. I'm gone after next year. And Hey, something, something you don't realize is this is, this is something that uh, you're, you're seeing happen right now. Juju's doing the same thing. Yeah. But Juju's not mad. Juju loves it here. And Juju's looking at it in a different way. Right. From my view, Juju's looking at it, I'm going to play in the place that I love. This is going to be a good opportunity for me to shine. And I could go after the big money next year. Exactly. Now, some people might say that that's selfish. I don't. Um, I don't think that's selfish at all because this is what you've got to do. you got to take care of you. I've got to take care of me. The Steelers got to take care of the Steelers. Everybody has to take care of them, um, themselves. The the players need to take care of themselves. So what I'm saying, I he's looking at it this way. Hey, if I'm here another year, there's a possibility that we can. I have a good season, and we strike a longer deal that works for both of us. If not, he's in a great position to go somewhere else, Tony. And that's yeah. it. Right. It, because we are not going to see this situation in 2022 that we yeah, saw in 2021. This was an aberration year. Right. Yeah. There's going to be way more money, much more money uh, next year as there, you know, there's always seem, seem like there's more than enough teams willing to overspend in free agency uh, in most years. This year was just an outlier because of the pandemic and the, and the, uh, the smaller salary cap. So yeah, he's going to, 
you know, him coming back here and coming to a place where, where he's comfortable, where, where Ben's comfortable with him, where the coaches uh, love him, his teammates love him. That, that to, to me, that was the, the best situation. And now he can go back on the open market next year. Jeff Dunn says, we're going to have the most cap space in 2022. And yeah, we're going to have a lot. They're still going to be smart with it. They're, they're not going to spend like drunken sailors, which a lot of us would love to see them do. <laughs> All right. But you know, that's kind of what's going on with Juju. And if getting back to Steven Nelson, you know, that might not be a bad idea, but you know, there's a lot of pride that goes in with it. I mean, think about this. You have, let's put it in relationship terms. You had a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or somebody that did you wrong. And you split up for a little bit. Right. And they did you wrong. And then they come back and say, hey, let's try this again. Your friends are going to be like, no, nah, don't do that. And, and you, for pride, you don't want to do that, but there's a part of your heart that says, maybe this is the best thing for me to go back. It might not be, but there's so many different things to think about when you feel that you've been wronged. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, that, uh, Steven Nelson hasn't been wrong because he believes he's been wrong. He doesn't feel like he's been valued. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And, and, and Kevin Colbert came right out and said in one of the pre-draft press conferences, or no, I think he no, he was on 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 the fan he was, that interview that he had on the fan before the draft, and he said point blank, he just we needed to make a move because of the salary cap, and 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 he just didn't fit under the salary cap for for us. That's that's what Kevin Colbert said. So, I mean, I guess Stephen Nelson, based on his production, his first two years here, uh, I guess he would have a fight. Uh, he would he would have a right to feel wrong, but at the same time, the breakup wasn't so. Uh, ugly. We're not talking about Antonio Brown, 2019. I mean, it wasn't that so bad that, that they can't uh, come to some kind of understanding and, and maybe mend some fences. And and if he has to come in under uh, a slightly um, cheaper deal for one year and then move on next year, I, I don't think that'd be, I don't think he would be, I think he, he can come around to that. Man, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, our, our house band, the Cherry Cherry Band. And Cherry Cherry says, I'll get back with my ex for six million. Cherry, yes. I think that's a song or at least that's your it. next album. Right. There you go. Give me writing credits. I'll come up. I'm good with lyrics. I'll help you I, out with that. But I know a that, lot of people would. There you go. I know a lot of people that would get back with their ex for six beers. So there you go. <laughs> I am not getting back with my ex for six million or six dollars at this point. I have nothing against her. I'm just not going to. I'm I'm in a happy situation right now. Um, not right now. I am in for uh, forever. Let's put it that way. That's the safest way to put that. Uh, a lot there of people are, are putting up here, Tony, that a lot of that uh, cap space is going to be sucked up by Minka Fitzpatrick and tj watt so one of the storylines i think that we need to talk about is one of these guys is going to be signing possibly a, a big contract in the next 60 days or before the season starts at least one of these guys will and the other one might be wondering yeah well i, I think um just because he's gonna he's gonna want such a huge deal or he's gonna command such a huge deal i think uh tj watt might be the the uh, the harder one to get sewn up right now. Not that I mean, I, I think they might have to wait on him until next year when, when they see what they have in, as far as cap space. But I, I could definitely see Minka 
uh, them inking a deal with him. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna command big money too, but not what TJ Watt's gonna command. Who uh, who gets picked up first? Who gets the new contract first, Minka or, or Watt, or do they think, do it think, at the same time? I think Minka gets it this year because of because I think there, there's a. You know what? Yeah, I think Minka gets it this year. Although I, I don't know how they're going to do it, <laughs> but we, that's, that's beside the point. I think Minka would get it first, and then TJ Watt second, just because I think they, they're they're going to want they're going to want to see uh, just what they have to work with in terms of cap space for 2022. But I think he's not going anywhere either. I mean, they, they'll slap the franchise tag on him forever if they have to, <laughs> or however long they, they they can to do they can do that. Bob Bob Yeager mentioned something really interesting and and I like this why no love for James Pierre we I love the idea of James Pierre I hope he is the real deal but we've seen a lot of these guys you know these undrafted free agents we we saw it just two years ago was his last name Kelly of uh, the 29 year old oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah gosh what was his name he yeah. he was big in the AAF, AAF, right? And and he started week one. It's it's one of these things that I I really like the idea of James Pierre. I like his size. I like the re, like what they like about him. But he's a big question mark, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, the reason why he, there's no love. I mean, there's plenty of love for him, but there's obviously a, a lot of. Uh, uh, apprehension because he's so he's as you said he's an unknown so you're 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 going into 2021 with him possibly being your number two corner and you just don't know a lot about him because he's he's just unproven he's the, the sample size for him is incredibly small felix says but his ceiling is very high and you know i agree with that the the thing is we are by the way cam kelly clarence washington said it so did russ obenstein thank you so much Here's one thing that I look at here is I get that the ceiling's high, but there's a lot of pessimists in Pittsburgh. Right. In Steeler Nation, there's pessimists. I could be one of them sometimes. And the reason that we look at all these, anytime a free agent name comes up, anytime a guy gets suddenly cut, I know the first person that is going to write about it is going to be Michael Beck. Right. And and Beck is good at this. He he's like, hey, let's go after him and look at this guy. The the thing is because we always want to put a possible known commodity in there instead of leaving it to an undrafted free agent going into his second year when he had very little experience last year. But the Steelers thought enough of him to not put him on the practice squad. And they thought enough of him to put him in a little later. So, uh, like towards the end against Cleveland, they put him in there. They then he did some good things. Are you ready to give him the keys to the car? That that's the thing. And right. some of us aren't ready until at least we uh, we see uh, things on uh, go happen in training camp, yeah. which he's never really been a part of a training camp. Um, well, he has been, but we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him 
in preseason action, even though we saw him in a couple of games last year. Tate Boy says this, and I agree with him. He likes the youth movement in the secondary. Pierre, Lane, Sutton, Shakur Brown, who I like a lot. Gilbert, who I like even more. Um, not more than Shakur, Shakur Brown, but uh, the same. I like both of those guys a lot. You know, so there are some, there are going to be some young guys looking for jobs, but there's a lot of people that feel that, man, if we can get, if we can get somebody to hold down the fort, would right. you, t- would you take a, uh, a Richard Sherman at the right price? Well, some of these guys get ready. Some people right. would, some people wouldn't, yeah. but they're going to be storylines with people talking about this. So that's, that's all I'm saying. So that was a great question. Like uh, why no love for uh, Pierre? There's, I think there's plenty of love. I just don't think you're not going to, you're not going to put a ring on it yet. You know? Right. And, and, and I think that uh, to his point, that's the thing that we, that's the great unknown. We don't know how they feel about these guys. They might, they might love James Pierre and have, and, and think that he has a chance to be something special. They might love uh, the idea of Shooks moving over to left tackle and, and think that he could be much better there than he was at right tackle, which he wasn't bad at right tackle. So yeah, we don't know. That's, that's the great unknown. That's the X factor is how do they feel about, you know, these, all these outside sources like us and the national people and the fan, you know, the rest of the fans, they, they, they're like, all right, they got to go and they got to get this, they got to get a left tackle or they got to go out and get Sherman uh, because of, because of these uh, question marks. They might think, well, we, they might have a lot of confidence that these guys that they have in the system, these younger guys can step up and, and do the, and do the job. Let's go back to the draft real quick, Tony. And I think this is the best way to sum this whole conversation up. I keep on bringing up the number 24. And the Steelers talked about this before the draft. Colbert and Tomlin talked about, we've got 24. We live in a vacuum. And these are the guys we're looking at. Apparently, Kendrick Green was on that list. Uh, Apparently, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk was somewhere on that list. Mm Mm-hmm. And probably down in the twenties, but he was on that list and these guys were available and they're like, all right, let's go for it. Cause you know, they got to put them in tears. So they know what they're looking for more than we know. We play the guessing game because we see what's out there and we throw up the, Hey, what if they go get this guy? Right. Um, Let's look at some of these other ideas here too. Um, I think a major, a major headline is and we'll go through some of these quickly. Um, guessing the impact of Matt Canada's offense. I yeah. think we're going to hear more and more about his offense, and more things are going to leak. Right now, we don't know a lot. Right. But how excited do you get, Tony, when you hear Pat Fryermuth say, "Man, I've never been in motion like this before, and this is really exciting." And you hear Najee Harris say, "Hey, I'm lining up as a wide receiver. This is good. I mean, er- yeah. this is a lot." Um, this is a lot like what we did at Alabama. And you yeah, see how many points a game Alabama scored. Does that translate? No, we know it doesn't translate in the NFL completely, but right. it's exciting. It is. And, and, and it's exciting. And somebody like Harris, uh, you know, he, he knows he's familiar enough with, 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 with the system that they have in place here. Or they're going to have in place with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. That it's so similar to what he had in, he, he, he had in Alabama that maybe it, it'll accelerate his, his, um, his learning curve and it'll, it'll, uh, uh, allow him to, to, to think less and, and react more as, as a, as a rookie, uh, a weapon, a young, uh, 
a valuable weapon in the NFL in his rookie year. Same with, with Fryermuth. I mean, when you when you hear about when you saw the, the, the what you saw last year in the beginning of the year, when his influence with, with the motion sweeps and uh, everything with Chase Claypool and even even uh, Ray Ray got involved a little bit. I think I think that's just they're just skimming the surface last year. This year, uh, if if he if if he uh, gets to you know throws the whole book in there by the by the end of the year, I mean it could really it's certainly not going to be predictable. It doesn't sound like. So let's go ahead and I'm going to throw out these to you. We'll do a little bit of rapid fire here. I'm going to have you say yes or no on these and uh, whatever way you go. We'll uh, in live chat. You guys could do the same. I'm not going to chime in. These are just some things that I thought of here. Um, Najee Harris is named the starter before camp starts. Yes. You think that's going to be a big storyline? Uh, yes, because uh, uh, I, I think he's head and shoulders already above everybody else on that uh, on the roster. I, 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 the only thing, you know, the only the only thing that pre- would prevent that is him not being able to grasp the terminology, the, the the game plan, and the fact that he's already said that it seems so much like what he did at Alabama. I, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue for him. Okay, Jeff Dunn wants to know what he's he's excited to see what Haskins is going to do, and that's next on our list here. The mystery of Dwayne Haskins will be discussed ad nauseum of what he brings to the team, Tony. Yes. Yes. He... Go ahead. No, because he, he's such a, 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 a gifted player. He's such a gifted player. And here's, some, here's somebody that a lot of fans, a lot of people were excited about uh, two years ago, the 2019 draft, and wanting uh, Pittsburgh to, to select him. So, I mean, he's such a tantalizing prospect because he's only two years removed from being a number one draft pick. So, yeah, I think I think he could be a very intriguing storyline this offseason, the rest of the offseason. Okay, there could be a minicamp. There's going to be a minicamp injury that causes major concern. Ooh. Do you think that's going to happen? I, I'll be a, an optimist and say no. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, we 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 don't know. I mean, that could be a storyline. Let's hope it's not. Yes. Here, here's one that I know I know where you're going to go with this. And we joked about the we talked about this earlier. I said I would save this. Ben will proclaim that he's playing past 2021. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and in classic Ben fashion, he's he's not going to come out and say it right away. He's he's going to be more cryptic. And, and, you know, like, like he was a few years ago with the, we'll have to reevaluate Remember after the 2016 AFC championship game. And he, he went on the fan, uh, what a week or so later. And he was like, ah, I guess it was the early 2017 AFC championship game, but you know what I mean? And he said, eh, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to reevaluate and, and, and see where we are. It's going to be like that. I'd love to play here next year. Uh, if they'll uh, have me, if they'll have me, I don't know. You know, it's going to be that kind of thing. This cowboy still might have some uh, right, yes. some bullets left in the chamber. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to play five more years. I mean, if, if they'll have me, you know. But hey, coach might want to go in another direction. You know, that's classic Ben. I say I this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. He's not leaving until you show him the door, and he's right. still not leaving. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's what I love about him. Um, <laughs> the Steelers will sign a notable free agent. Is that going to be a big storyline in the next 60 days before camp? Um, well, I, I predicted the, the courtship, uh, the, the unsatisfying conclusion to the courtship with Sherman. So I know it won't be him. 
But I, I, I guess noteworthy, but not a major guy. Maybe somebody that that could come in and compete for a job somewhere, but nothing, nothing huge. Okay, I, I gotta, I gotta bring you up, Jeff. I've got to bring you up. This is one thing that, if you know me, I hate this question. With what money? I, I made a prediction last year that the Steelers were going to possibly sign a free agent, not a big free agent, but bring somebody in like Stefan, Stefan Wisniewski. And they're like, yeah, with what money? And everybody completely all over me. If the Steelers want to find money, they find money. There's right. the, couch, the couch cushions, and it's something that they want to do. Now, I'm not ripping on you for saying that because everybody says that. But one thing about me on my show, I hate that question because they always seem to find money. Last year, they had no money whatsoever, and there was no way they were going to sign anybody in 2020. And you right. brought in Ebron, and you brought in uh, you brought in Watt and Wisniewski. Now, have they been great? No, but they if they if they want to move somebody around, there's still a few guys that they could move around. They could. Um, there, there's there's some money they could find if you kick that can down the road. But um, Steven's saying, yo, notable, yeah, but Pro Bowl caliber, question mark? Yeah, probably not. But there's guys out there like Olivier Vernon. I know he's coming off of injury. I get it. Justin Houston is a guy that I love. I, I don't right. see them showing up here, but those are guys that I would love to see them look at. I'd love to have another pass rusher. Um but and and Jeff says yeah yeah you, they but they made it work you're right so I I appreciate it and like I like I wasn't jumping on you it's just like that's with what money is probably my my least favorite phrase when I'm doing these shows because Omar Khan I wish Omar Khan would come to my house and <laughs> teach my wife how to budget the uh, uh, balance the budget I I'd, I'd love to see it hey Biggie Broncos in the house our favorite Bronco fan what's up All Biggie right. love All it right. Welcome yeah. aboard. A very hey, we've got we've got the Broncos coming up uh, this season again in Pittsburgh for the second year in a row. So we're going to be needing to talk to Big E uh, when that comes on. But one of the one of the classiest fans of another team that's ever been in our live chat, and you yeah. know the rule here: anybody's allowed in our living room, just don't pee on our couch. Absolutely, and B Big E's one of the best. So uh, love seeing Big E in there. Haven't seen him in a while. Um, so um, Stephen Caresta says, I think we definitely need another pass rusher, not the Pokemon King at number three. <laughs> Jeff Hartman <laughs> loves going to the Pokemon King. Um, man, that, there was a, a show on him today, a podcast that came out talking about his, uh, his trading card business and uh, already beat for uh, like eight teams in nine seasons or, or something like that. Just yeah. absolutely really a lot of fun to uh look at so that's something to go ahead and check out i think we had we might have had an article on that um on btsc if i'm not mistaken or one is being worked up as we speak but tony there's going to be a lot of things to talk about and where else are you going to see these headlines when they come into fruition quicker exactly you can't get any better than behind the store curtain we're on top of everything every day one-stop shop, like you said. And to your point uh, about w with what money, somebody said it the other day on Twitter. You know, they've been kicking a can down the road so long now. It's almost like the, there doesn't seem to be any real repercussions to doing that. So 
it's just the way they do business. So if they want to find money, they're going to find money. I want to bring this up because Ron Chess is right. Quincy Roche is a third pass rusher. Bad Tony. Yeah. I, uh, but it's what we talked about with James Pierre. There is that unknown factor. And so that's why I'm saying that, but you're absolutely correct. That's a guy to look at. I think he could be a sleeper rookie, but he's, he's still a sixth rounder. I will say this about uh, Roche though. What gets me more excited about Roche is his time at Temple. Yeah. Man, his stats at Temple with 26 sacks in three years at Temple, just extraordinary. And, you know, he comes into Miami and they have uh, Jalen Phillips and they have other pass rushers there. Right. And he comes in, he gets four and a half sacks in a loaded situation where he does not know the system that well. And you got to think he was a transfer. So he was there for one season. 2020 was weird, man. If he had a full season, heck gosh, he could have been a first rounder. Exactly. And and, and what he did at temple was extraordinary. Look him up at temple. And I, I kind of want to do this. I, I've been asking the guys from, uh, I want to call it know your enemy, but that's in season from the curtain call when they're interviewing the guys from Alabama and Penn state for uh, Harris and Friar Muth. And, uh, and we're talking about uh, guys. We'll be talking to guys from Texas A&M this week, but I would love when they do Roche to get somebody from temple as well as Miami. Right. If they could pull that off. Yeah. And, and what you like, what you have to like about him uh, at Temple was he, he just dominated. Yeah, it wasn't the same kind of competition he saw at the, in the ACC, but he was head and shoulders above everybody else. And that's what you want to see from a play, like, like with Javon Hargrave uh, at South Carolina State. He was head and shoulders. He dominated. And that's what you want from a player. He dominated at Temple. That means he was, more often than not, the best player on the field. All right, let's get on out of here. Can anybody give me a Penguins update before I take off? And once again, this is being recorded on Monday night. So if uh, anybody wants to give me an update on that, that would be great. I never got a chance to pull it up. I wanted to uh, pay more attention to uh, all of you instead of the Penguin game. So uh, you can throw that in if you wish. But hey, for all of you, thank you. Two says Kathy Ford. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate it. For all of you who spends your time in the off season looking for these storylines and just to spend some time and discuss the Steelers in the live chat with each other. I love it. I love the fact that you guys get to do that. I love the fact that we can, we can do it with you guys too. We can go ahead and discuss this stuff and Hey, whether I agree with you or not, I'm going to tell you that, uh, that you really thought that comment out and I'm going to respect your opinion. We're not always going to agree on everything. And that's cool because we don't have to. I mean, I, Tony, I, I disagree with Tony sometimes when, when Tony tells me that bald is beautiful and having hair is not. And I've (laughs) look at this. Anyway, it overwhelms you. Okay. (laughs) No, but no, I, I love that we can have a difference of opinion and still be cool to each other. Um, That's what it's all about. So thank you so much. We don't have this show. We don't have this forum without any of you. So God bless you all. I, we got to ask you to do three things for us. And it's simple. One, 
be safe out there, please. We need you back in this live chat. Number two, be true to yourself. Man, you're not you if you're trying to be somebody else. And don't be afraid to be you. I'm an idiot, and I have no I have no problems with that. I love doing that. So <laughs> same here. I have no problem. I'm laughing because Ron Chess loves my hair. And third, number three, always be behind the steel curtain. And just when you think you've got all the answers, Tony. We keep changing the questions. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.